Masonic Light Podcast. This is Past Master Moira calling with my critique slash review of episode 117. No, it was 116. Pete, are you sure which episode? Anyway, it definitely was episode 116 entitled Getting Back to Lodge. This was a kind of a rambling show. There was no guest. We didn't have Dutchy Doug. We didn't have Brother Walter Cronkite. So it was kind of a mishmash of everything. Uh, I think this, the theme of the show was supposed to be getting back to Lodge, which had digressed from that. Anyway, uh, Maris, don't spend 30 minutes going over the agenda for the program. And the end of the show was terrible. Just go back to sleep like you normally do in your episodes and don't say anything. Michelle Snyder was excellent with her uh, explanation of dragons. What else happened there? Oh, I, I, I wasn't sure if you had... Com- if the podcast has completed five years or if this is the beginning of the fifth year. But congratulations. And, oh, as far as the Lodge is getting back together, I've been to two stated meetings in a Scottish Rite degree rehearsal, and what I've noticed, nobody wants to leave. The brothers are hanging around, BS and afterwards. So it, it is great to be back. I think that's it, Jack. Uh, good luck on your Agora Book Club. And Josh, I hope uh, you can get uh, your lodge back to the Masonic Center in Lancaster. I'll be in touch with you guys later. Bye. From the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. And welcome, everybody, to Masonic Lake Podcast, episode 117. One hunt. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. 117. Larry, um, we needed a guest, and Larry decided to dig deep in our archives and got one our guest that has driven the furthest to come to our studio. But he won't ever want to do it again, so he's doing it virtual. We have uh, Nicholas Lane from Canada. This is his third visit on our show, incidentally, three times. Do we have to play their national anthem now? Yes, please. Canada. (laughs) He might be vested. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. So, uh, you know, Larry, tell us what you've been up to. And then when you're done, introduce, tell Jack to go. I'm going to go look for a Canadian flag. Okay. <laughs> what have I been up to? Well, let's see. Last night, Tall Cedar. Ta-da. We actually finally met, and it was a very good meeting. Uh, <laughs> it was a fun meeting, to say the least. And our own esteemed brother, Jack Harley, who's actually been a member for two years, got initiated last night. In other words, he got his green hat. 
It's pyramid. It's not a hat. It's a pyramid. I know it's a pyramid. I like to call it a hat. Oh, look at that. I was going to call it a cap. Awesome. But- awesome. Also, two Ghosts and Gridirons been meeting regularly and uh, still a small attendance. Uh, but we're, we're, we're doing all right. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks being busy, masonically. Jack, what have you been doing? Well, as you said, I received... Well, I sat through and watched the uh, whatever the degree thing is for tall seaters. So prologue in royal court. The prologue in the royal court. Uh, there's still one other thing I think I'm supposed to observe. The Sidonian degree. So I'm a I'm a noob at something here, and that's kind of cool. But uh, other than that, I conferred a third degree for the first time in a year and a half. And I must admit, I was very nervous. Good. I, I, I sweated it the whole week before, and I, I worked it really hard. And I, I missed a couple of lines, but in such a way that the candidate never knew. Uh, the, the only past master that you know, knew the degree was on the sidelines. Um, so he, uh, he was very um, great, great, graceful when I uh, added a few choice words, but no, it was fun. It's nice to be back, you know, back under the hat and doing the work and meeting with the guys. And we, um, what else did we do? That's, that's pretty well. We had Ubar Grotto, right? Yeah. Thank you. We had, we Our had own Dutchie Grotto. Doug was, was a great there. meeting. And, yeah. and I will, I just want to be the first to say publicly that um, Monarch Steffi is killing it at Ubar Grotto. He's doing a fantastic job. Um, and uh, I, I wish him a really successful rest of the year. I will also say, may I add, that our esteemed host, Pete, uh, has been killing it as the Pennsylvania Grotto Association president. Yes. Unbelievable. What a, a lot of dead fantastic stuff around weekend. The, the realm here. Mm-hmm. Yes, Larry, honest? thanks for attending. Yeah, well, no, there was a reason for that, but I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Josh, what have you been old and frail and they don't want to get COVID? Uh, Just, you know, keeping Lamberton Lodge number 476 going. Timothy? (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I attended a uh, regional IT meeting uh, with uh, Grand Lodge uh, IT uh, folks uh, since our last meeting. Uh, Amnesia was running amok. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> they beat you with a rubber hose. Uh, no, there was just, uh, just leave it at, uh, you know, it was a lot of Sergeant Schultzing going on. Um, so, uh, we had a zoom toast, uh, again, our monthly zoom toast for Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 on our third Thursdays. Uh, if you uh, have not joined that in a while or would like to join us on the third Thursdays, uh, you can check out the uh, Facebook page for Eureka Weisher Lodge number 302. Um, let's see. I attended uh, Ubar Grotto uh, again. Uh, our own Dutchy Doug did a great job on the program. He's now uh, in the realm with us. And so uh, it was good to have him there for his program and good to have him signing up uh, to join us. Um, and I think that's probably about it. Um, got some things coming up in the next week or so, but we'll talk about that down at the end of the show. 
Nicholas Lane, past master of Canada, <laughs> of everything in Canada. Oh, you're funny. Thanks, Pete. What have you been up to? <clears throat> well, uh, it's it's been interesting. Uh, I would say we are not even close to where you are in Pennsylvania. So I live, uh, for the viewers who don't know, I live in Burlington, Ontario. Um, and Ontario is in our third lockdown. So our Grand Lodges are still suspended until September. So we, uh, we continue to meet from my, um, my lodge here in Burlington through Zoom meetings. We do that monthly. We have a district meeting coming up. We're quite excited. The DDGM um, is even really excited because he gets to uh, introduce the virtual candidate that will become the DDGM for next year because he's already spent two years doing this. And for all of those people who have been a DDGM, you can imagine how his excitement of not having to do that is going on. Um, within my virtual lodges, I've been very active uh, with Casa and Virtual Lodge. We've had some, some great meetings, so we can talk about that as well. Um, Endeavor Lodge out of uh, Victoria in Australia is, is going along happily, where they have uh, Andrew Hammer talking um, either their night or my morning, so I'll be getting up nice and, nice and early for 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to participate with some Australian brethren and, you know, a couple of little things within uh, the area. So that's kind of my excitement. Grand Lodge Manitoba, like the Grand Lodge of uh, Grand Lodge of Canada and the province of Ontario, is still very much shut down. So, uh, yeah, we don't get to say we're doing anything Masonic unless it's in front of one of these fantastic computer devices. Well, you're way ahead of your time. Every, yeah. every, grand, every lodge in the world has caught on with this online lodge stuff. They're all copying you. Yes, that, that's another very interesting discussion. Unless we should have that. Unless don't go there, Larry. You're in, you're, don't, don't go, go there. there, Larry. Oh, I, 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 oh, I yeah, Larry. Well, but your tongue, um, <laughs> Nicholas. At least I know Jack and I. I don't know if the other guys. We have just discovered the greatest piece of Canadian television. From uh, it's already been on in Canada many years. We're just figuring it out. Letter Kenny. Yes, Letter Kenny. Quite good. Yes. <laughs> Is there a lodge in Letterkenny? We haven't been able to identify it yet. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> there should be uh, if there's not. Uh, Pennsylvania. That's a, we should write that there. episode. Maybe a Lynx Lodge in. That'd be like yeah, it'd be like the Lynx guys, right? <laughs> that would be kind of like that. Right? Yeah. Well, let's see. My weekend was crazy. I. Um, I had the Pennsylvania Grotto Association, and I think six of the Grand Line officers were in attendance. So I was stressing out the whole time because, I don't know, I just had a trust that the hotel was going to do everything right. And man, they knocked it out of the park. Um, good. It's good to book a conference deep in the throes of COVID because <laughs> they gave me they didn't ask for a deposit. They comped me the biggest king suite they had that had a whole second room with a full-size refrigerator, full-size kitchen, big dining room table that we were all maybe or maybe not gambling at. And it was just a blast. Um, Friday night, we went to a touristy place, but they have amazing food. We went to Good and Plenty Restaurant and ate Pennsylvania Dutch food. Um, Saturday, 
the ladies did a little touristy bus tour while we had our business meeting. Um, during the business meeting, we did a memorial service for uh, one of our late brothers, uh, Bill Tobias, um, four-time past master of his lodge and the charter chief justice of Beersheba Grotto. Um, so that was very sad and somber, but it was, uh, it was really nicely done by Ralph. And Saturday afternoon, we had the Pennsylvania Dutch farm degree. We had about a hundred masons, shriners, cedars, everything. We, we invited all kinds of people to this and the degree is utterly stupid. If you saw it, there's a pun there. Uh, but <laughs> the, um, we raised $1,800 from Shriners Hospital. We raised uh, James from Tall Cedars, sold roses. He made like almost $200 from Tall Cedars. And we raised almost $800 for the Grotto Humanitarian Foundation. So I think it was a big success. Well, one, of the, one of the things, Nick, just for you, um, and, and maybe this finds a route in, in Canada, but one of the things Pete's trying to do, and I'll turn that, close that window in a minute, is, is cross-pollinate the bodies. Uh, where let, if we're having an event with Grotto, let's bring in the, let's bring in the shrine and, and let's tell the tall cedars about it so that we can have one big good event rather than a whole bunch of little crappy events. So that's a good example of how that can work and work well. And I think um, Rick Snyder, a uh, scribe for York Forest, is going to do something similar because they don't have a ton of participation in their tall cedars, but they have a crap ton of money. So <laughs> this, this coming Monday, they're helping offset some of the costs. So uh, our listeners are going to miss it, but steak dinner, beer, wine, and live music all for 15 American dollars. So can't beat it. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk more to Nicholas Lane. That's enough of me flapping my gums. Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove and Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. Welcome back. Our special guest tonight, who is helping us tonight celebrate our the beginning of our fifth year broadcast, none other 
than Nicholas Lane from Burlington, Ontario, Canada, who was past master of his lodge in Burlington. And I'll let him talk about that. But also, very importantly, he was the first, he was the organizer and the guy that put together the first virtual lodge in the world. Uh, the virtual lodge of uh, Castle Island Lodge number 190, the Grand Lodge of Manitoba. Now, I'll let him talk about Manitoba because it's really by Hudson's Bay. But anyway, I'll let him talk about it. But anyway, Nicholas, this is your third visit to us. And welcome back. And we're so glad to have you on the show. Thanks, Larry. It's, uh, it's great to be back. You know, the first time you, uh, you gave me a call, I think I was driving to Utah. And, yeah. uh, and we did tape number one was me driving uh, through, I think, Wyoming at the time. Uh, that was interesting. Second one is, as Jack would say, I decided to see how long it would take to drive to Pennsylvania. Ona got hit by the Dutch at least once with those little horse and buggies. That was kind of fun, turning into, into your neck of the woods. So, yes, it's been good. It's great to be back. Good to have you back. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Virtual Lodge. Let's give a good plug for that because you've got how many people on your list now? 400 and so? We've got, we got 450 people that we, uh, we regularly send out to. Um, it's interesting, you know, from a, a Virtual Lodge perspective, we're, uh, we're picking up steam again. It's interesting from an affiliation perspective. Um, we, we tell people that, uh, you know, you need to attend four or five times. And if you think about that, as a lodge that meets on the fifth Wednesday of the month, that's basically a year before we allow you to affiliate. Um, but as you said, you know, we have a, a large number of distribution lists, people that we, uh, we reach out to through, uh, throughout the world. Um, most of our, our meetings are probably sitting at around 80 to 85 people uh, with our lodge membership today at 28 so let's say you have a regular lodge membership that shows up around 20. So that gives you a large number of visitors versus members, which is always interesting when you think about most of our lodges, when you go into a traditional lodge, you got all the same guys and maybe three visitors. We're the other way around. Bunch of same guys and a heck lot of different people coming in all the time. So it's been good. how difficult is it to tile an or a, a meeting like that? Because you guys have a, a, a real official meeting with real official ritual and stuff. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's difficult. So I have, uh, so the only way you get invited is I, I send you an invite as the, I'm now the secretary. Yay. Um, <laughs> for life. Yes. Um, so what we do is we, uh, we ask for your dues card or a letter of good standing and then a driver's license, and then you get added to our list. Uh, and then periodically we'll, we'll go through and we'll make sure that you are who you say you are. And obviously, we want to make sure you're still in good standing. Um, our last meeting was kind of interesting. We opened up and someone noticed one of our international guests was from a lodge that was irregular. So there was a bit of a pause and we all went, hmm, a big flurry of notes went through. And we let a guy from, uh, where was he from, Bulgaria go. It was like, yeah, no, see you, bye. Click. <laughs> Off to Zoom, he was, he was ejected. So, yeah, so that's, it's, it's a pretty interesting process. Uh, Jack is, it takes a lot of work. Uh, I know that in our Tyler and some, in our inner guard, you don't have Tyler's in, in your neck of the woods, but our Tyler and, um, and our inner guard work together in conjunction to make sure that they look through the list and say, Hey, are all these people 
the people that should be. And we're, we're working through that, but generally we have a Tyler, but he's usually sleeping. Yes. Yeah. So do we. Yeah. I used to be the Tyler, so I didn't sleep very much. My job was really just to get lunch ready for everybody else, but um, no. So that's, that's kind of it. So like I said, we're running around 80 to 85 people. I know um, in the Australian guys have the same kind of process as well. So it's really just working through and making sure that everybody's there. Um, Australian lodge. The, the real question is, are you self tiling? Um, we had some challenges recently and our rituals had to change a bit. Um, it's an interesting story, but uh, I won't go into it now, but uh, yeah. Well, here's so, the place to go into the, it. This what, is the what? best place to go into Come it. Come on now. About? You can't tease us no, like that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say, I got a note from some guy <laughs> and that some guy had like the initials of grand secretary. Oh, and he got a note from someone bigger up than him. There's only that one. Could have been the, well, <laughs> him and another one across an ocean. Ooh. Ooh. And that then had a ripple effect. So yeah. So we, we changed a couple things. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. I wouldn't know what that felt like. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to, to t- talk about that, so we're, we're working through it. And that's, I think, the, the cool part about our, our lodge. I mean, Larry did say that I've been around for a while. So I've been around from 2014. The lodge was started in 2012. So between 2012 to 2019, we did, ent- we did open in the enterprise degree, right? Um, based on that, that little very uh, careful description I gave to you, which is as careful as I can get, um, because this is recorded. And I want to be amazingly <laughs> correct because I, I like being amazing. We are recording um, this, right? Yeah. I, I know you are. And that's why, you know, I've had a long day at work. I can be very careful on what I say. Um, so, you know, the good thing about us is we've been around from 2012 to 2019. We did open using the editor degree. We've had to work with the, the grandmaster to, to change a bit of our ritual recently due to some of those uh, communications we've had. Um, is it perfect? I would say no. Are we in a spot that we'd like to be in? Uh, no. Are we going to return? We hope so. How many lawsuits do you have against Grand Lodges for now having virtual lodges and copying what you started? <laughs> uh, none. <laughs> but, but, you know, when you think about it, realistically, <clears throat> we're still one of two lodges, uh, both in ourselves and Endeavor Lodge, are the only two that actually open and have the ability to open to conduct business, right? Um, we've had some other interesting things go on. Um, we were talking about this before the show. Um, in May of last year, we had a... Um, a request come from some brethren in Brazil. So myself and the past, um, past grand master and grand secretary and my secretary of this lodge, one of the founding members, we went and we took our, our presentation. We got it converted to Portuguese. And, uh, and I gave our presentation about what Castellan virtual lodge was to 90 Brazilians. Lodge members, ninety Brazilian. Wow, that's a wow. lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Over it three is. different lodges. Come on, don't get grumpy now. <laughs> and uh, 
I, I spoke and then a guy translated, which is really weird because you could only put it in five, you know, call it five minute or two minute sound bites. And then from the sound bite, they converted it over and we went from there. So that, that was interesting. So, you know, all the positive things we can talk about virtual lodge, we can say, yeah, we're, we're, we're expanding and we're going into different geographies. From then, we've also had now three affiliation requests. Uh, one member is now put through. Uh, two are now in process, and we have another two more from people uh, in Brazil interested in joining our virtual lodge. So that's, that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We continue to have uh, – yeah, you go. Sorry. Yeah, in, Sorry. in the United States, how many different states do you have represented coming into uh, virtual so, so into our officer core, um, let me just tell you. So the, the Florida guys, they're, they're really doing a, a, big, uh, a big push on, on who we are. Um, so I'm just going to go to a slide here that just tells me where everything is. So our, our virtual master is out of Florida. Our immediate past master is out of uh, just outside of Phoenix. Our senior warden is out of uh, Ohio. Our junior warden is out of um, somewhere in Arizona. I can't remember. Don't have his. Uh, my, our treasurer is Winnipeg, Manitoba. Secretary is me. I'm in Burlington, Ontario. Uh, our assistant secretary is out of Winnipeg. Our chaplain is out of Winnipeg. Our senior deacon is out of Pennsylvania. There you go, one of yours. Um, junior deacon is out of Alabama. Director of ceremonies is out of Thompson, Manitoba. That's close to the Hudson's Bay. Just, you know, close to Churchill, only 24 hours by train or two hours by plane because, you know, the train. I don't even know if the train runs anymore because it was bought by an American company. Didn't want to pay $2 million to fix the track. Yeah. Not that those people are grumpy. Uh, senior warden is out of Ohio. That's uh, Mike Hambrick, senior steward. Sorry. He might be one of those other podcasting guys. I don't know. You we might know, know Mike. That um, some some round table or something a table with round tables table yeah. with the round edges yeah 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 uh, Jeff Beaupre uh, is out of um, is our senior steward he's out of Colorado uh, Gary Paxis is our inner guard Florida Tyler Florida and our lodge education officer Florida what about wow. what about brothers that actually come in that aren't officers how how's that real work out how do you get there so uh most of we get out of the eastern seaboard we're getting people from um pennsylvania washington uh, new york new jersey um alabama the carolinas down into carolinas. florida yeah easy now easy. south carolina easy they just easy. got they just got the internet easy. there larry down larry down yeah. larry south carolina and north carolina Walter will address that later. Yes. Online. Um, we have a big couple guys out of Texas, uh, into California. Um, we talked about Colorado, Arizona, um, some into Montana, Nebraska, so, channel membership out of Nebraska. So kind of everywhere, kind of a speckling through there. So not yeah. for nothing, but if, if we had a listener to this show. Yes. Period. If we had listeners. Um, new paragraph <laughs> who wanted to mark. who wanted to join you in your lodge yes. how should he go about that he sends me an email and you are n lane at civ lodge l-o-d-g-e 190.ca easy peasy easy peasy 
And then you, uh, then I send you a note and then we do all that back and forth about dues cards and driver's licenses. And we add you to a distribution list. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so you asked me for a pick. I, I was, I was kind of creeped out, but now I understand it's for my license. So <laughs> yeah, it's a picture of your license so that when you come on board on a zoom, I can say, Oh, that's not Larry. That's Pete. So why is Pete using Larry's name? Yeah. He does that all the time. Yeah. Mostly in bars with women. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Larry, by the way, you were the bars. second line signer on a petition today, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, exactly. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's been going interesting. I mean, I think things are going well. And then in, in Australia, their, their membership is uh, hitting around 90, 90 to 100 people. So they're, they're gaining traction there as well. So it's, I think the I virtual, think really to your point, I think the virtual lodges have kicked in. I think the more importantly, I think the whole idea of Zoom, I mean, I, you, you asked what we do here in Ontario, and a lot of the lodges are all using Zoom. We're allowed to do all of our um, call, you know, basic business functions. Our, we have something called the Committee of General Purposes, where we do all of our pre-meeting, talking about passing bills and things like that as well. So I think you're seeing that. And, and more importantly, Zoom education is great. Like you said earlier, I think, yeah, we, we did this before a lot of people. Right. We've been using Zoom now for three years, you know, and then if you look at the virtual platform since uh, 2014 is where we started really having recorded uh, meetings across WebEx via three and then into Zoom. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to hear more from Nicholas Lane, secretary, past master, past master, secretary of Castle Island Virtual Lodge. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market. And a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse. Or Valley Forge and Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life. One that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. And we're back with uh, Nicholas Lane, past master and secretary of Castle Island Virtual Lodge, number some combination of digits. Um, and uh, we're, we're just talking about how he gets this done. And one of the things that amazes us, if, you, if you've got 80 people online in a Zoom meeting, you have to keep their attention. What, what sorts of presentations? We're not talking about paying the bills and going downstairs to eat pie. You are obviously giving them something of value. How, how does that work? What, how do you find your speakers and, and what are you guys talking about? It's a good question, Jack. I think um, what we try to do is we try to look at uh, a variety of subjects that can uh, 
and speakers that appeal to different uh, different members from different walks of life, obviously, uh, from from a Masonic uh, education perspective. So, yeah, what's our key? Our, our key residential is to find really good speakers. Um, we have a lodge education officer, so that's kind of nice. It's not me anymore. <laughs> like that because i was a law education officer and the master in a while um so what have we done um last year in 2020 we had brother uh, adrian castro give us some poetry and he did some uh, self-penned poetry relating to both the craft and royal arch so for those of us who talk about cross-pollination that was a really cool uh cool meeting because you you could really understand as as a royal arch formation, what he was what he was uh, discussing and and really working through, and it was it was really quite cool. So that's a different one. Um, after that, we went into haremic meditations and how Freemasonry crafts a stoic lifestyle. So that was kind of cool. I didn't even know how to say haremic. I could talk about meditation, but that's a different discussion point. Um, from there, we had a, an interesting discussion about the history of the Grand Orient of them there, United States of America. The who? Yeah. The Grand Orient of the United the Grand States? Grand Orient of the United States. I am unfamiliar with this body. Yeah, you might have heard of them. Then we had uh, uh, a couple um, interesting topics from there. We went into one of our uh, brethren who's um, known for his work in the um, traditional observance lodges here out of Ontario. Um, he gave a... Uh, kind of a discussion about philosophy from the very beginning of time into where we sit today. So we had a kind of an anthology in his, his viewpoint. It's actually a very interesting discussion. The discussion was, was titled the temple in the air, but it doesn't really help you with, uh, with that. And then finally, we've actually had some really good uptick from our own members. Um, we had our, uh, our senior warden give his, uh, his presentation in December. And that was, that was that year. Then we go back in time. We had uh, some um, some work with uh, Angel Angel Miller. We talked about uh, terrorism and Freemasonry. We had uh, Brother Ted Cross talk to us about Freemasonry and Mormonism. We had uh, Michelle Snyder. Um, she's always Michelle, great. She was great, and she's uh, she did uh, symbology, um, leadership, and power. She dressed that day as. Uh, Cleopatra, so our, our sister dressed all up, and that was an excellent meeting. Um, from there, we went down into the deep, dark dungeon of uh, myth, magic, and masonry with Brother Jamie Lamb. Wow, um, that's a deep tunnel right there. Holy yes. cow. So that was <laughs> we so, had him on the show a few months back, and uh, yeah, yeah that was, uh, I'm sure you did. That was a so, labyrinth. Yeah, that was like, whew, and he talks fast, and he goes deep. Um and then from there, we went into um, some, some light into the darkness, and it was uh, another brother uh, giving us his discussion. So we really tried to, to find um, light into darkness. It was uh, Dr. He's an English gentleman. I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank right now. Winston Churchill. No. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Wow, pick an English guy that's dead. Uh, Only no, English guy you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so Tony realistically, uh, no, he, he's a politician, but maybe still alive. Um, so, we really try to go and find uh, speakers that would would um, appeal to different people at different times, and we generally try to do a couple themes and then switch it up a little bit. 
Um, in the past, we've done um, kind of a panel uh, using the international flavor. We've had uh, masons that were put into the in newly raised masons from, we had uh, a mason from uh, Canada, a mason from the United States, and a mason from Australia and said, so, so what's it like? You know, what's it like becoming a, a master mason in your country? And to find out the similarities and, and things like that were, were interesting as well. And those are kind of the, the highlights of those ones. Um, from there, I would say to you, where else do we get them from? I don't know if you guys um, talk to the, the guys on uh, the refracted light um, information stream. Joe Martinez and there's a bunch of other gentlemen out there that, uh, that do that. And, and uh, I've also became a, a kind of in contact with the refracted light guys and we go find speakers from there too. So to answer your question in, in a summary, it's go find good quality speakers that are interesting, that are diverse and that want to, uh, to draw people to come back again and continue that, um, you know, meeting over meeting. And that's a little easier when they when you're meeting virtually because that guy never needs to leave his house or that woman Correct. never needs to leave their home. It, it's yeah. harder when you're in Josh's position where you're trying to bring in a speaker for a stated meeting. And how do you get that person to your lodge? And I think Pete would love to see uh, screen. Masons in baseball again? No, just no. <laughs> but bringing the technology into the 21st century where we can bring that person into our lodge virtually and have him present to our lodge, but not yeah. necessarily be in our lodge. Right. Uh, and I think that's a, that, that's something that we really have to look at going forward because there are so, I mean, we've seen, there are so many intelligent speakers about Freemasonry right now. I mean, this, this, yeah, I think that would work well if we could, um, you know, close the lodge and then that part of it, you know, is really um, in an untiled lodge. And I, I could see it working great. We would just need to upgrade that 19 in Sony Trinitron that we have. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, in, in our temple board, which was, has been now locked for almost a, a year and a half, we went and bought one of them there, 60 inch screens and put it in our refreshment area. And we've got a, you know, a barco click share that allows for us to bring it up. And then and, and the intent is that, yeah, we could bring speakers in and have it in your refreshment hour afterwards, right? And do those things. And I think you're right. I think with the Zoom process being well, or I don't, I don't think it's not only Zoom. I've had meetings on Zoom and Google Meets. That almost works. Um, sometimes chime, pick, pick, pick your flavor of happiness. Uh, with different people and um, and yeah you you can bring education to to our regular lodges so the joshes in the world can do that and and there there are so many good good people out there so josh are you going to spend uh, a few thousand dollars for a nice av system um i'm gonna have to run that by the masonic center <laughs> well we know how that'll go yeah we we put in uh two big flat screens in Eureka West Shore Lodge a few years ago. And we've only begun to scratch the surface on doing that. But I think one of the, one of the good things that has come out of COVID and the shutdown and all of that is 
brethren have found Masonic education outside of the lodge virtually. And I fully believe that what we were just talking about is going to be the wave of the future. We'll still have occasional programs of interest. Uh, and I emphasize those that are of interest. Uh, we yeah. don't need any more presentations on George Washington or, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. I think what the other question that Jack was trying to ask is, do we think there's going to be a hybrid lodge? I right. think the answer will be yes. Yeah. I think that we're always going to have a need for degree work. We're going to want to open and close. But maybe once in a while, just maybe, we'll actually call off, go do some Masonic education, mm -hmm. use your large flat screen, go yeah. find an interesting speaker from wherever, you know, North America, South America, Europe. And then you, you can have that fantastic, high-quality Masonic education experience because i think what you were also trying to ask jack is where do we think that's going to go and i think so many of us through the lockdown of covid have started to really enjoy high quality masonic education oh there's uh, no end there's no bottom to the well that's no. that's the that's the amazing thing i mean we said the other night you could be on a zoom meeting every single night yes uh and just mail half your paycheck to your wife uh, that would be a thing, but it, it, it's, it's all out there and we can, we can incorporate it in what we're doing, but it, it's going to take a commitment to do it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I can, I, I can see a discussion back tiled again after the videos of, you know, how does this mesh in with our degrees? Because that way, you know, we can talk when the lodge is tiled, then we can talk about the secret work and we can talk about things like that and what this person was referring to. And there's nothing um, that's prohibiting this right now. We right. can do this tomorrow in that our is, lodges. That is correct. That's not yeah. the way we used to do it. That's right. Well, right. But that, I, but I think that's the question you're trying to ask Jack is, is that why, why can't we do it? We, there's no reason why we can't. Absolutely. There's not. As long as we call off right. and, and, and make sure that we're not displaying any secrets and other right. components, we'll keep all of our grand lodges and and um, districts happy. And I think that's the thing that we right. need to work at is how do we do this harmoniously with technology, and and make the lodge experience for the education even higher. But from, a rules, from a rules perspective, it's all already in place. Right, it's already in place. And the bottom line is, is if our members are happy and express that happiness and that growth, um, our you know, the, the, the higher ups will have to be happy with it, you know, one way or the other. Well, and I they think, don't have to be happy. Well, 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 actually, get there. I, again, I think that the, 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 the reality of that is, is that if we, if we do it with proper cadence and respect of what the grand true. lodges want, that is then there's a, there's a proper meeting between all of it. That's right. If, if one of us decides to go and, and Josh goes crazy and says, you know what, we're going to have a degree. <laughs> and we're going to live stream that to the lodge members and his district deputy finds out. And then that district's deputy sends it to something else and say, Hey, you know, Josh, that really wild and crazy guy. He streamed it to his members. That would be bad. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't well, do that, Josh. Let, let's not do that. But if Josh <laughs> said, Hey, we called off and we had this great education, not only did Lamberton come, but then, Pete says, hey, I got the Tall Cedars guys coming and I got all these other guys. And we had this great event that kicked off his next 
you know, barbecue, well, then you could have both. You now have the attachment of both your virtual people, the physical people, and a hybrid. And I think and, and that's could, where we should Could be you capture the lock-ins, the, the, the old fellows that can't get to lodge anymore, the people that don't Oh, yeah. Dial in? I mean, can, can you yeah. give them an opportunity to, to dial into that part of the meeting? Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and um, I had one of the, the, one of the most um, interesting meetings last, last July. It was July. Time blends now. It all seems goofy. <laughs> but unbeknownst to, to Larry, there's, there's this little place called South Carolina. I don't know if you've seen it recently on your map. Um, no. So the, the, the grandmaster had a friend who was just in a car accident. And he took his iPad and he went to his buddy in his hospital room. Hospital room was in a private room, turned on his iPad, and he attended Castle Island Virtual Watch. Wow, and he got nice. to see Lodge again. He felt the experience. He had a great education. He was so happy because he said, you know, and he, he had been badly uh, injured. He said, wow, that's amazing, you know. And I agree with you that, you know, when Larry gets so old that he can't make it anymore. Tomorrow. Which, which, which is what? A week yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it would be great that we could do some of those things. But again, you know, we just have to do it within you know, a certain manner. Then do better. So, yeah. It seems like, um, you know, we're all conscious of the horrible negative things of COVID, you know, the personal losses and, you know, changing of routine. But I do think it has really forced Freemasonry to um, kind of move out of the 1960s and take a few steps forward, which is refreshing. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what we can all do within our areas, right? Is, is let's let's discuss that hybrid lodge. Let's figure out how to do exactly what you were saying, and how do we bring that education? Because that knowledge and that thirst for knowledge to our members isn't going to just suddenly disappear when we go back to lodge. They're going to go, wait a minute, you know, six months ago, I'd be able to go to all this really cool education stuff. Why can't we do that? Now, nah, Freemasonry has the skill set to kill that. In, in six months, no, no question about it. <laughs> if we don't nurture it right, it'll be gone. But I think that's the, the key is we have to nurture the continued yeah. growth of that because the right. seeds are certainly planted. And we've got there, – there are guys out there, that, is, as uh, Nick has said, who have now tasted of this. I'm sorry, Tim. I, it, the, those of you who are listening and not seeing this recording, Tim, Tim has a filter on his Zoom persona, persona that is like the Green Hornet filter, and it's killing me when he's <laughs> talking. So if you want to see what that looks like, you need to become a Patreon, and then you can do that. So we'll talk to you about that at the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll talk to you about that in a minute, but anyway. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap up with Nicholas and uh, we're going to see if there's any news. We're going to find out what everybody's up to. And uh, who knows what's going to come out of Larry's mouth. <laughs> As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax 
exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. I think the, the the other question that we could ask, in summary, is where do we where do we think the newer members want to take this versus the older ones? So when you go to your your uh, your web your your Zoom session, so all of us who are at work, it's Zoom sounded fun for at least the first month, right? Mm-hmm. But it's been mm-hmm. a year now, and I don't know about you, but. My previous lifetime, I never used to turn my computer on because I went from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, meeting. And at the end of the day, I'd go, oh, this is my computer. I should maybe turn it on. Now, I want to know where my catheter is <laughs> and if I'm wearing the pens because I barely have enough time between meetings to see anything. So, you know, who's, who's going to those meetings, all those Zoom meetings? Is it the young guy? Is it the old guy? Well, you would have a better profile of that than we do. Well, don't you guys go to those things? Wait a minute. Where's Larry? Larry, how many Zoom meetings a week do you go to? This one. This one. Oh, you're no fun. You're, you yeah. suck at that representation. No, I mean, literally, we're missing one tonight that um, the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts is putting on. Um, <laughs> and a bunch of those guys had joined in to our toast calls back last year during the early shutdown days from March until... I don't know, probably July, every single night at nine o'clock, we gone, uh, my lodge hosted a, a toast call, basically just a toast to absent brethren. Um, and it was a check-in yeah. and mm-hmm. the, the, there's such camaraderie and all that developed from that, that once we were allowed to start to meet again, the guys that were doing that were like, you know, yeah, we don't want to do this every night now, but we want to keep this kind of thing going. So Literally, the first third or the third Thursday at eight forty-five, we jump on Zoom and everybody brings something to drink, and it's very informal and it's a check-in time, and we have a toast, and sometimes we have several toasts, and it just. It, <clears throat> but that's in addition to all the Masonic education stuff that's out there. Yeah. Probably two or three times a week, I'm look, I'm I'm on something. So, so I'm going to tell you, I think from my perspective, and that's a great one. You've seen two demographics start to use this more. The young demographic that had the thirst for education mm-hmm. and the old guys who just wanted to go to lodge. And I mean this nice way because I'm starting to be that old guy because I have gray hair. Um, let's say it, the, the 60 plus guys who are retired and who really want to do something. And I've seen a lot more people who are not so technically, you know, phobic for lack of better words, right? You're seeing a lot more people. For my for Eastern Star, we had our Eastern Star, I'm the, as I said earlier, the, the worthy patron, and, and our chapter turned to 100. We had 80 people wow. come 
That's amazing. From, a, from across Canada, um, the United States, we had the, the, the worthy grand uh, patron uh, from the North American Assembly come, and she just kind of heard about it through our grand representative, and boop, here is, you know, grand representative, uh, the grand worthy matron in, in our 100th birthday. Well, you wouldn't see that without Zoom, right? Uh, we have a hundred. We had one of our members turn 100. We went to their house virtually with our chapter. Well, we did that with, <laughs> That's with Zoom, crazy. right? So the technology has got both sides of the house. And I think that's what I think you were trying to say, Tim, earlier, right? Yeah. How does this technology change both the older Mason and the younger Mason? And maybe it's bringing them together. So, you know, here's my challenge, I guess, to any of our six listeners. I'm sorry, Larry, six billion listeners. Galactic um, Empire. This, this is Jack's favorite word, but uh, be the change. Like, if you could figure out a way to you know, call off from labor. And at that point, at least just stream your speaker. It's so Pete, if, I, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Right. So if you're going to do this and you're going to do it stone cold in your lodge and nobody knows it's coming, have a speaker who is absolutely going to blow the doors off the place and just do it. Don't tell anybody you're going to do it. Just tell the master at this point, call off. We're going to drop the screen in front and we're going to have this presentation and we're just going to do it because that's, it, it needs to be shocking. It can't, if it's too planned and too, too mealy mouthed, it's not going to work. It needs to, it needs to be something that is so new and so different and so valuable that, because we always talk about what's the value for your dues dollar, Right. Are you getting value for your dues dollar? Because if you're not, you're going to give it to Netflix or Hulu. So we have to give them value for their dues. And that's how you do it with guys like that, with the, the, the same kind of thing that Nick is doing there. I don't, I don't disagree with you, Jack, but I do think that there are some technical things that have to be done because if you're going to have people tuning in, so to speak, they've, number one, got to be able to hear you. Um, and then number two, as you, as you write, know when the wall going. It, it, it starts with just the lodge. It starts with delivering something to the lodge. That's so, so new and so different no, I, in my mind, I, I would say, just do it, do it in your lodge. Just that's where it. I was saying to go next is to make sure you grow it dynamic speaker. Right. But again, if, if you, if you stream something that people out there can't hear, then it could be the best speaker in the world. And then that's why you want to just do the, uh, the bring the speaker. The first one you want to do yeah. is bring a speaker who's doing it from their home, sitting down with the microphone and a headset. Exactly. And then your job at Lodge is pretty simple. Either have the 19 inch Trinitron and 30 of them <laughs> or one behind get, every get seat. that bigger 60 inch screen. Yep. Yeah. But behind every seat. Well, and, I, I was thinking you replaced the, I was but thinking I, you replaced I, the I volume of secret. I was thinking you replace the volume of sacred law with a projector and then you can just project it right off. Well, we've done that too. I've, I've done that too. Right. I mean, no, Tim doesn't like that. So, idea. So, <laughs> so, so I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in my regular bricks and mortar lodge in Burlington, as when I was master, I, I did a presentation, took out the projector, put it on the, the altar, brought in my HP computer and away we went, we did a, we did a PowerPoint presentation and did a, a lecture. 
yeah. So, so I, I think you can do that, but more importantly, I think you can do the zoom just as easy. Right. Oh. And I think that's better. And then you just start here, just get that guy. And then all you have to do is have the video and a half decent speaker. Oh, I don't know. How many of you guys have a Bose speaker? Oh, I don't know. Or pick your other company. I only use Bose. I'm a bigot, but that's okay. <laughs> and then you just hook it up. It's not hard, man. You know, a, a, lo- a low tech option for non-progressive lodges, instead of having that Masons and baseball speaker for the 10th time, um, there is a wealth of great presentations already out there on YouTube. If you can find one, oh, there's now 15, 15 minutes and just play that in lodge as the speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they got really desperate, they could play one of our episodes. Ooh, wow. not, we're not that bad no, yet. Crazy. No. We're not that you're not that exciting. No. Um, but but you're right though. But like I said, with refracted light, I think there's I think they put up like 35 or 40 different YouTube. They're good. Rocky Mountain right? Mason is great. Uh, there's, there's there's a, a bunch, bunch of them. them. Like there's a plethora of them. Like you don't have to pick on. I mean, I know those guys because I talked them often, you know. Um, and then there's the Masonicons. I mean, I'm going to I'm speaking this week at uh at Masonicon at um, Ezekiel Bates Lodge. Why? Because I'm allowed out of the province. Why? Because we've got people with guns at the border. It says you can't get out. <laughs> on Canadians, you're not supposed to have guns. What are you talking about? You mean the American <laughs> citizens, or do you mean the Canadian Mounties stopping you? Well, both. Well, you know when American stops us, you guys, hey, come in. We're here. We're open for business. Come on in. Bring oh, money. Woo. Bring money. Uh, but, you know, all serious aside, I think there's there's definitely, as you said earlier, a lot of places you can get good content for. Well, Nick, thank you for being with us tonight. Um, we've got some other uh, stuff coming up. We've got news. We might have. Um, it was fun. Some, some other little, we might have some other little bits coming in. We're, we're and very I do, happy to have you. And I do. Um, I, so I have a question for all of you. Larry keeps saying, are you going to do something regularly for your Canadian viewers? Once we start again, I'd be more than happy to. Yes. Um, yes, we're going to work on that. We can work on that. And then um, last but not least, if you could just put in your show link, uh, our next meeting, maybe I'll just stop now. So our next meeting is uh, June the 30th, the fifth Wednesday of the month. Come see us. We'd be glad to have you there. And I did send you a little link with a cool promo. Did you like my promo? I sent it to Larry. Larry doesn't can, share anything. Yeah, he did. <laughs> It's into the abyss. Oh, I, I don't think I shared it. I'm sorry. Thanks for the help, Larry. Carol! <laughs> so, Carol, can you send that out? So I did a little promo, and it's uh, it was for uh, for our friends at Ezekiel Bates Lodge as well. So nice. there, you have a promo you can put in, and anytime you guys want to have me, it's so nice. And last but not uh-huh. least, I will come down because I want to properly sign the studio because we've got Yay. to know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's you, right. Sure you should. That's right. so I, I will come down one day whenever the borders open and my wife lets me come into the United <laughs> States again, which might be at least a year from now. Awesome. Okay, guys. All right. Thanks very much. Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is back with an update from my lodge, the Broken Plaw number 377. Actually, my brothers, I come with a different kind of story this month. Allow me to take off my good old Pennsylvania Dutch straw hat and put on my Masonic baseball cap. Dutchy Doug would like to become just Brother Doug for this month. And like magic, my accent just disappeared. (laughs) 
Dear listeners, this month I want to tell you a different kind of story. In late March of this year, my paternal grandfather, Ray Henry Maidenford, passed away. I lost my grandfather and also my brother. I felt compelled to share some thoughts with all of you about my grandfather, Ray. He was born on the 10th of February, 1925 in Chillington, Berks County, to the, his parents, Charles Henry and Estella Eckenroth Maidenford. He was the second youngest of nine children on the family farm. He spent the remaining 96 years of his life, living life to the fullest. And he spent 73 of those years in marriage to my wonderful grandmother, Alma. He was a child of the Depression and World War II, and I'm sure that those events most definitely shaped the man that he would become. Masonically, he was entered, passed, and raised in 1955, joining Huguenot Lodge No. 377 in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. His father-in-law was his first-line signer, joined by one of his older brothers. He would go on to be a 65-year member and also a 50-plus-year member of the Valley of Reading, Scottish Rite, and a proud member of the Raja Shrine. He would also go on to join East Penn Chapter No. 336, Order of the Eastern Star, to serve alongside of my grandmother, who would be Worthy Matron in 1984, and District Deputy Worthy Matron in 1994. My grandfather never went through the chairs in any body, nor did he have any desire to do so. But his dedication to the craft was unwavering. He was at every ham and oyster supper that Huguenot Lodge held, always helping in the kitchen. For 25 years, he religiously helped pack candy every Christmas and Easter season for the Lodge's annual fundraisers. He not only did these things as a way of being part of the Lodge, but he relished in the opportunity to be amongst his brothers. He was a loyal worker, one who paid his dues and attended the occasional stated meeting. He was not one to learn ritual. However, he lived out those Masonic principles and lessons that we are taught in our degrees. When I turned 21 in 2001, I asked to join the Lodge. I never received any pressure from my grandfather or my father, who is also a member. When given a petition, it was with great pride and a broad smile that my grandfather signed his name on that first line. And once I was raised, every handshake that we ever shared started out normal, but would often slip to a certain grip. I learned much from my grandfather, the value of hard work, the importance of honesty, placing the larger group ahead of oneself, dedication to God and country, what it means to be a gentleman, integrity, and love. I know that he did not learn all of those things on his Masonic journey, but through Masonry, he was able to live those qualities out. Whether it was at a function at the lodge, or sitting on his front porch rocking chairs, visiting with a fellow brother. Of course, he was honored with a Masonic funeral service, and what a beautiful service it was. Many brothers of our lodge were in attendance, and the worshipful master who delivered the service held back his own emotions, having been a dear friend of my grandfather. After the service, many of the brothers came and talked to me, saying wonderful memories of my grandfather and how he was, quote, a true Mason, unquote. What higher compliment could anyone give? Now his labors are ended, his tools have been laid down. He is buried with his lambskin apron and a brand new cigar in his left hand. I only hope that I have turned out to be half of the man and Masonic brother that my grandfather was. He will always walk with me through my continued life journey, just as many deceased brothers walk with all of you. Those parting words of the Masonic funeral service ring so true and will always be with me as we turn to the departed and reverently say, 
farewell, my brother. Next month, I'll don my straw hat again and bring you musings from the broken plow. Until next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel. Just search Doug Maidenford. Masonic news today. A resounding chorus of hallelujah was heard emanating from a recent assembly of Masons in South Carolina, when several declarations of their then Grand Master were overturned in a landslide of popular emotion. One expelled past Grand Master was reinstated, and two lodges who had had their charters revoked were restored. Let it be said that when a wrong is done, Freemasons who go hand in hand to right it will prevail. A lesson for our times as well as our fraternity. Apparently the Grand Session resembled more the English House of Commons than a usually stayed Grand Gathering. Masonic rumor tells us that upon closing the session, an unhappy Grand Master hit the gavel so hard that it snapped. This reporter is not sure if that represents wisdom, strength, or beauty. That's the Masonic News. So mode it was. Tim, what do you have coming up? Oh, goodness. Well, oh, don't uh, to thank our Patreon patrons. Oh, yeah, before I do that, uh, we do want to thank our uh, Patreon supporters um, who keep this great content coming your way and for as little as one dollar a month one uno dollar uno peso um <laughs> <laughs> sorry um, works. anything anything really yeah. um or you could give more uh, i think jack opened up the uh, century fund for those that want to give their life savings uh, last month correct um, legacy fund. Legacy. Go, yeah, the legacy fund. There you go. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast, uh, and uh, you will get some great extras, such as video of these shenanigans um, and, and other things. So uh, we, we definitely want to thank our Patreons. Um, so what I've got coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, actually, we're going to be back in studio, I understand, at our next taping uh at least that's the plan uh so uh i think uh, we'll all be properly vaccinated and etc um but eureka west shore lodge number 302 has our stated meeting coming up may 3rd uh we're looking forward to that um we will be conferring a third degree on wednesday may the 5th uh, also looking forward to that um it's going to be interesting to see how quickly that goes because that's also cinco de mayo and um, I know guys will want to go have some beverages afterwards. But anyway, a ah. <laughs> uh, couple of events uh, uh, into the near future. On Saturday, May the 22nd, 
uh, is the uh, Scottish Rite Reunion for the Valley of Harrisburg. Uh, it's also the next meeting of the Cigar Lodge Number 1. Uh, and my understanding is uh, we, we as a Masonic Light podcast will uh, at least have some presence there. Um, but you can go to valleyofharrisburg.org and uh, get tickets for that. There's going to be a chicken barbecue. It's all going to be outside, except for the candidates that will go in uh, to receive their 32nd degree. So uh, mark your calendars for that. Uh, also, a reminder that uh, the Grand Lodge uh, Pennsylvania Quarterly, which will be on Saturday, June 5th, will be virtual. Um, I know that several districts around Pennsylvania will be hosting uh, virtual meetings uh, of uh, which folks can show up and watch that, or you can, from the comfort of your home, uh, do the same. Uh, you can check with your lodge secretary or your district deputy for details on that. And I think that's about it as far as I have. Um, Jack, how about you? Uh, I, I, I got nothing. I, I got regular Masonic stuff and... I don't know. Just uh, I, I am really excited about mentoring the candidates that are coming through, though. Uh, I, I met with a guy yesterday, uh, Monday uh, who had just received his entered apprentice Mason degree, and he absolutely knocked my socks off with uh, his perception of um, what the pillars represent and what the candidate is as a part of that image. And he just he said, I wanted to know more. So I dug. And and he just he just absolutely was phenomenal. Um, so I look forward to mentoring and and uh, working with the new guys. Great, Josh. Well, we've got a stated meeting and a couple degrees coming up, so uh, we'll be preparing for that. Have a degree practice and hopefully have a stated meeting. Uh, Nick, you're actually, we're allowed to include you. So, uh, anything coming up for you Masonically or are you still in such lockdown? There's nothing. So yeah, so I'm still in lockdown. So yeah, my regular job is secretary that never ends for Cass Island, getting ready for our, our June uh, 30th meeting, um, work with Eastern star. Cause you know, that never ends is the worthy patron and stuff with uh, the temple board. Cause someone needs to keep the lights on in those Masonic centers. Right. Right. That's kind of the same thing. So COVID's nice to get to do all that other stuff we don't normally have time to do. Maybe. Larry oh, Maris, are you going to come out? Are you going to be like Pucks Tony Phil? Are you going to come out of your hole? Yeah, I'll be at the uh, lodge meeting next Tuesday and Goose and Gridiron tomorrow, Thursday. So, yeah, I'm, slow, I'm slowly coming out. I, I, I just, uh, family commitments have been screwing up my schedule left and right. I had planned on being... Uh, at the, uh, the Ubar meeting on Sunday night, but a six-year-old's birthday party had to take precedence over that. Absolutely. Feel bad because I would have loved to hear Dutchy Doug. Um, let's see. The only thing I'm going to plug is right now I'm going to start plugging for the fall. So my last meeting as president of the Pennsylvania Grotto Association will be in the fall. Um, the host grotto will be Beersheba and Honeybrook, but we think we're going to be bigger than the hotel where they normally meet. So we may actually meet at the Holiday Inn in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Uh, but a highlight of that weekend, and this may entice people, 
I know Jack and I both have parts in this. We're going to be performing. Let me get the uh, verbiage correctly. It is the ancient order of golden leaf and barley. And it should be a hoot. So as I put on my disclaimer for the, um, my save the date, yes, it involves cigars and booze, though non-smokers and non-drinkers are welcome to stare at us and judge us with sympathy and in the spirit of good fellowship as we drink and smoke in public. So uh, Larry, take us out of here. Cue those chickens. Yeah, here we go. Virtually. <clears throat> Special thanks to Everett Lodge 665 for making our broadcast studio available. And folks in Everett uh, and surrounding areas will be back in May. And we're really looking forward to it. Uh, also, two thanks to Josh Lamberton, our producer and director, who continues to make the show really very good. If you're watching this video, you know how good he is. <laughs> uh, thanks to Jack Harley, our news director, and Tim Dedman, our marketing director. Uh, Masonic Like podcast contributors Michelle Snyder and Doug, Dutchy Doug Maddenford. That's all I have. This is Larry Mira saying thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's lots of fun. Bye, everybody. I'll see you in another five years. Bye.